Hey, 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 this is Charles Mervanway. How are you doing today? Very good, Charles. Lovely to chat to you again. I am super excited. So we're going to be talking, guys, as usual, the world of Bitcoin, the world of crypto. And with that said, if you've been like watching this for more than like two seconds, you will have noticed it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. And at the end of the day, when do we need to buy? I mean, Merv, where do we buy? Do we buy high? Do we buy low? Do we buy consistently? How do we, how do we know when to buy? Or is it just when you? I'll be quiet and let you take over that question. <laughs> Charles, you know what? That's a question that's asked of me so often, and my my response is possibly not what you would expect. Okay. So I'm just going to go backwards a bit and say, why is it that you would like to buy Bitcoin? Because that then determines when you should be buying. So for instance, if you're buying Bitcoin to increase your wealth going forward um, and you're looking at a longer term, then it makes no difference what time you buy. So we know that Bitcoin is on a continual upward curve. Mm -hmm. We know that. We can see that. If, if anybody pulls up, um, go on to uh, tradeview.com, I think it is. And if you pull up the Bitcoin um, graph, you'll see from its inception, it is totally on an upward curve. Yes, it has downs, um, but it also has ups and it's extremely volatile. But, um, and I'll put it in another way, the first time I bought a coin, it cost, I think it was cost me around 240 American dollars, 220 mm -hmm. American dollars. And at the moment, it's about 11,000 American dollars. And I did that on the 30th or so of August 2015, I think, or was it 16? Uh, but it wasn't that long ago. And that kind of growth is incredible. So... It wouldn't have mattered at what time I bought it. I would have still had incredible growth. So, um, if you look, as I say, if you're looking as a as a sort of a longer term investor, mm -hmm. then there's no there's no good time or bad time. Obviously, we all want to buy when the price is low and sell when it's high. But then that's becoming more like a trader. Um, and then that is where you would need to be considering a totally different strategy on when to purchase. Now, now you've piqued my interest. Okay, so and, and that makes sense. Like I said, you're buying for a long time term investment. It's not a case of you know I have to buy here, I have to buy here. You're buying same thing, same way you'd buy any other stock. You just cost average it out, and that makes perfect sense. I've never thought about trading though t t is that something that we should even be thinking about is that like too advanced for us is that something that is that something we should even consider or is that just short time or is that just thinking the wrong way <laughs> again it just depends on what are you looking for in your life you know are you looking for um just some fun on fun on the side kind of thing and i'll buy a bit now and i'll sell a bit later and i you know a dabble in it mm -hmm. probably is the right thing but people who are starting out in bitcoin that is not what i would suggest you do i would suggest and when i talk about long term i'm talking like 12 to 18 months mm -hmm. So basically what has happened, if we go back, um, I should maybe try and find some of these figures for you. But going backwards, 
you we could guarantee we could almost guarantee that the Bitcoin price, whatever you bought it at, so say mm-hmm. for instance now we buy it at, at eleven thousand, we can basically say within twelve months that price would be twenty two thousand. Wow. In twelve months. And that has been consistent. Um, but what happened last year in 2017 was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Not only did it rise double, it went up like a thousand for a thousand seven hundred percent. Now, are we going to see that again? I don't know. I would never bet my last dollar on that. Mm-hmm. But I can say that the Bitcoin is undervalued at the moment. And I think we have quite a bit to go. There are people that are saying uh, within the next 12 months, we could easily get to $25,000. But you know what? That's guesstimating. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's looking at a crystal ball. So if I go according to the history, to the past, where most people would look to see, well, is there a trend? What has happened in the past? We know that history repeats itself Mm -hmm. often. Uh, we can almost guarantee uh, 100% return. That's you know, super exciting because like when you, when me and you first started talking and you helped me purchase the first first Bitcoin, it was, I think, 6500 somewhere in that ballpark. <laughs> and um, I'm looking on Facebook. I mean, I mean, of all, I mean, if it's on Facebook in the right-hand news column, I mean, it's like, huh? it's like mainstream, like the president said something crazy. I mean, you don't end up in the right side of Facebook on the news feed for, I mean, for anything unless it's like mainstream news. So I'm looking yesterday, which obviously this is dating the podcast. uh, It goes, you know, Bitcoin hits 11,000. And it's so funny because last month I had all my friends going, look, look, look at it. it," Because, you know, it it spiked and it went back down, which is cool. It happens. All my friends... Or not all, but I had a lot of friends pointing, like, look, that, you know, and you know how people, people want to poo-poo stuff in the short term and not invest in it for the long term. Yeah. Uh, I emailed a bunch of them back, hey, you know, hit 11,000 days, just all of a sudden quiet. Like, no, it's like, (laughs) where's those comments now? Keep going, keep going. And something I thought that was super interesting, if for many of you who are, I posted this on the Facebook fan page, a website called Salon.com. I mean, this is, you know, a massive site. They actually said that if you're going to use ad blockers on your browser, that you have to agree to install a piece of software while you're browsing their site, which will allow them to mine. mine. Exactly. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, wait a second. That yeah. that changes the entire world of media buying like I've never seen before. Mm. I mean that fr- from some so many standpoints. When you look at it, it's like okay, Salon is is is, is I mean it's mainstream. It's it's a household name in the American you know website world. Yes, and they're saying yeah we'd like some Bitcoin, and I'm like what they're gonna be mining it off your extra computer yeah. power. And mm-hmm. I think from what I read, they were actually going to give the software. It's going to go out in public domain. So anybody can start using this on their website. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that you, this is the new ads. They're going to be mine. Well, yeah. You know, I think we've got to a stage now, um, Charles, is when we're, in, when we're in the flow of surfing the net and whatever, 
we're sick and tired of these pop-up ads that yes. come and plague us. Exactly. So now they're saying, well, you know, that's the way we make money. Mm-hmm. You know, we make money by uh, charging people to put up ads, blah, blah, blah. Now they're saying, okay, well, actually, there's a different way. We will use your computing power um, to earn us our revenue, and mm-hmm. you no longer have to see the advert. What a pleasure. I would what do that. Pleasure. I would do that all day, every day, and twice on Sundays, because the thing that's really exciting to me is I got enough computer power. You know, I'm not sitting there going, man, my computer's just chugging along. And I think yeah. Bitcoin going from the standpoint of, um, it's interesting. I, I read a quote by, uh, I think, 18th century French um, economist. And he said, all paper money and all gold money is truly worth nothing. It's only what people are willing to pay for. Correct. And when you look at it from a standpoint of, let's just say right now you go, Charles, let's mean you go out and let's let's go buy us a sandwich. We go out to the restaurant. We, we exchange paper money. And we think the paper money is worth something. But if I slide my credit card, it's not like I really have given them the And they get the money. It's all electronic. Yeah, they, they get them, they get electronic numbers in their bank account. It's mm-hmm. not like they they you know they get you know, some guy doesn't back up with a semi full of cash and push you know <laughs> kick it out the front door. I mean, no. it's all electrons in a Electron- bank, digital. Yeah, he's going to pay his bills by basically paying his bills with with some digital. And when yeah. you look at it, credit cards are nothing more than digital currency. Absolutely, it, it's really. I see so many people who are trying to write. The people who I see who are struggling to wrap their heads around this are still thinking of everything in the terms of, I need the money in my wallet. Mm. And I'm thinking that's where I'm seeing seeing things kind of fall apart. They still think they need the cash in their wallet. Which is quite funny, actually, um, in that um, I don't know about America, but certainly in South Africa, Everybody looks at their bank account. Where do they look at it? They don't go into the bank and draw a statement. Mm-hmm. They look at the they look at their statement online. So there's a lot of online banking. Yes. Here. And so when you're looking at it, it's digital, mm-hmm. and it's saying you've got X amount of dollars in your bank, and you say whoop de doop to do. I can spend that, right? There's nothing different to, from that. To Bitcoin, same thing. You would go and you'd have a look at your statement online. It would be digital, mm-hmm. and it would. It, the only thing is, it would be in a different currency, and the currency would be Bitcoin. Yes, but it's the same thing. It amounts to the same thing, and it has value, and it's stored value that people give to it. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly, and I think when you look at it from the standpoint of. You always hear this, you know, you always see the movies and the wealthy guy has like the Swiss bank account. Yes. You know, and and it's like entering these six or 12 digit numbers. And, you know, there's always some spy movie where some guy wants a gazillion dollars in a Swiss bank account. It's nothing but numbers. So I think, and I think one one niche that I think is really, and we were speaking of this before the podcast, one niche that really has embraced that is the, I would call it the American prepper niche, things of that nature. Because at yes. the end of the day, I mean, let's just say that the American currency is devalued. I mean, it's not worth it's not worth toilet paper now, but let's just say it fell even worse. Yeah. You know, and it gets to the point where, okay, 
American money is worth nothing. And at this point, you know, that, and that's happened before they had the recessions. So this is nothing that would be totally new to anybody. But when you look at it from that standpoint, what is the currency that people are willing to take? I mean, if I'm trying to buy some bread and my money's worthless, it's, it's not even worth the paper it's printed on. Bitcoin mm-hmm. isn't American. It's not European. It's a, it has a worldwide value. Well, exactly, and that's one of the the, the real um, draw cards for cryptocurrency as general mm-hmm. is that it is Bitcoin is not owned by a person or a bank or um, a country. It, it, it's borderless, yes. so it doesn't matter where in the world you go, you can use cryptocurrency. You can use Bitcoin, and that is huge. So um, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but if I travel, like I've just recently been in Australia and America, I used Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have to convert my, my local currency into US dollars or my local currency into Australian dollars. I just took Bitcoin. That's so much <laughs> And easier. it was fantastic. Yes. It is so and much And talking easier. about price, just talking about price, when I was in uh, America, I was showing my nephew. I said, look at Bitcoin and the price. And he, w- he was obviously quite negative about, you know, the price drops so mm-hmm. dramatically and then it rises and, and he was nervous to put his money in. I said, you know what, when I started traveling, it was, I don't know what it was. It was like 9000 maybe it was less, maybe it was mm-hmm. about like $8,000. As I picked up my phone to show him the price of Bitcoin, it had just ticked over to twelve thousand dollars. Isn't that amazing? But you know, yeah. you you may, and that that's a big deal. Most people think I've got money in the bank. Money in the bank that's not making you know even with anything anything even if you go like let's just say you got two percent interest. Let's just pretend two percent interest. If you got two percent interest, are you saying two percent? Are you saying two percent per annum? Uh Two percent per year. So that and you know. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Lo- either way, you're losing money. Yes. You, of course. you came in with you came in and you made by not doing anything but other than being here, and you mm-hmm. could have been anywhere. You actually your your money went up in value. Yes, it did. And I think that's that's such a hard thing for people to quite realize. I think so many people are thinking, and I think we've just been conditioned. You know, and I think that's kind of the thing. It's like we've just been conditioned to, well, we have to have this, we have to have this. I don't think it necessarily is that big. It's not the difference that people think. You know, it's really not. I, if you're not making money, you're losing it because you're really not safe. Even if you're getting money, the cost of inflation eats stuff up. So you're two percent. You're you going 1%. negative. Yeah. And, I, and I think when you're looking, you know, you go, oh, we made, you came, you you experienced something, and you made money. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. That's a really, no, really is. big deal. And when it you is. look at everybody else who's got money in the bank, and it's real, and it's it's nothing more than a facade. Well, the truth, if the truth were told, that money is worthless because mm-hmm. it's just debt. Yes. It's the Reserve Bank or the Fed Bank or whatever that are lending money that they don't actually have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's all fictitious anyway. There's nothing backing that money. Not in any country. Nothing. Um, Not in any way, shape, or form. 
And when you Perfect. look at that, you know, I mean, there was a time when the government, like, okay, we've got Fort Knox, it's full of gold. If you look at, I think, Libya, which is having some political issues in and of itself, but mm. at, one, they, at one point they stopped trading in current American currency and only took gold. And I think yeah. at one point they were the largest, one of the largest gold holders in the world. Yeah. And you, if you look at it from that standpoint, the problem with, and, I, and I've often said this, if you've got a nationalized currency, let, let's just say right now I wanted to go to Thailand or I wanted to go to Japan, okay, I have to go get currency converted, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever that's going to be, you still have to do the currency conversion. But at the end of the day, you can't, you just can't show up in Japan and whip out a dollar. Yeah, correct. You know, they're going to be like, hey, don't take it, don't want it, don't need it. But when you're talking Bitcoin, and like, so explain, how did you take your Bitcoin to America? I mean, I think that's an interesting concept. How did you do that? Well, obviously, we all have to have a wallet. So Mm -hmm. if you have Bitcoin, you've got to put it into an account of some, of an account, let me just call it an account. Mm -hmm. But what it truly is, is just a Bitcoin wallet. Mm -hmm. So... um, we opened up local bitcoins in the last podcast or whatever we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you could open up a wallet in blockchain.info, for instance, and you can have your bitcoins in there. And then when you get to the different countries, you can just sell locally mm-hmm. um, from that standpoint. So I would have money in my local bitcoins account. I would then go onto the exchange in America and say, okay, fine, I would like cash or if somebody had an account, I could do that. At that stage, though, uh, we were using uh, Coinbase, for instance, mm-hmm. has a debit card that goes with it called the shift card. And so we used the shift card. So I just moved Bitcoins into the shift card and then used the, well, into Coinbase. And then Coinbase took the transactions via the shift card. So I could just swipe the card just like any other Visa, MasterCard, anywhere on the planet. I like that. I like that. So literally, it is, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to use the word cash. I really don't want to use It is universal currency that is swiped yes. like a Visa, MasterCard, American Express, but it's way superior because there are places that won't take Visa, won't take MasterCard, won't take American Express. You swipe yeah. the card, and it it's debited right out of your account. Yeah. And so, I mean, because that's one of the big questions I've been getting people. Well, how do you spend it? You, I had a friend of mine, he mailed, he goes, what are you going to do? Buy some virtual food to eat? And I'm like, no, dude, it's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> so that is it. And I think that's a big deal. That is that a, and and that's, that's a huge issue. That is absolutely a huge issue. So from that, you know, we're swiping the card. You know, it's it's debited. We're good. One of the things I keep hearing people talk about is, is it secure? Um, but, and before before you answer, I'm going to like just just kind of talk for a moment. About once a year, me and my wife get a new credit card. Not because I particularly want a new credit card, but because somebody has swiped my credit card and they've used it to buy, I don't know, everything from Porsches and, you know, overseas to um, who knows what. So... Is Bitcoin secure? Yes, 
Bitcoin is very secure, or it can be. It can be either way. It totally depends on um, whether you've set up the proper security from the beginning. Okay. And one of the major things I stressed when we were opening up your local Bitcoins account was two-factor authentication, mm -hmm. security, security, security. It is hugely important. Um, obviously, without that, it's digital. Anybody can go in and hack. Mm -hmm. So that's not what we're looking for. So when it comes to anything crypto, the first thing you do before you do anything else with an account you open, you must put in your security. So there are also other ways other than just the two-factor, the Google Authenticator, um, which we did in the last in the last one. Um, besides any of that, there's something called uh, a, a hardware wallet. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, we could take your Bitcoin offline and put it onto the hardware wallet. And that is 100% safe oh, wow. unless somebody steals it mm -hmm. and knows your password, etc. to get in. Um, but nobody can hack that. It, it's taken offline. It's kept secure on the device. Anytime you want to use it, you put your device back into your computer, do your transaction, take your device off. Um, and that is, uh, there's one other stronger security and that is to remember your private keys mentally. Mm -hmm. But I'm getting a little bit old. <laughs> There's no ways I would remember because, you know, they're long. They're like 16 or so digits long and they've got numbers and letters. I would never remember that. That's the only other safer way than putting your Bitcoins onto a hardware device. Wow. You know, it's, it's so interesting you say that. That, that <laughs> sounds so much easier. And it's secure because I can tell you, like, with a credit card, all I need to do is even get a photo of your credit card number. Mm -hmm. you, you know, people can just start buying all kind of stuff from that yeah, standpoint. Yeah, for sure. You know, how often don't we hear about people going to a restaurant, they hand over their credit card, um, the waiter takes the CCV or CVV number at the mm -hmm. back, you go, and they've got everything they need to make a transaction. Yes. I was in Amsterdam last year, and um, I was horrified. This guy left his credit card because we were a large group, mm -hmm. and they wanted some kind of deposit. He just left his credit card with the person in the front at the reception. And I thought I would never do that. Not in three million years would I do that because it's just not safe. That sounds like but somebody just bought a Porsche. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, could, yeah, you've got an 18-year-old kid who's high on marijuana. Yeah, of yes. course, of course, yeah, dude, your card is safe with me. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fine, you're going to be ordering some cocaine off the internet or something. <laughs> and it, it, what's crazy about that is, like, I cannot tell you, I mean, literally, a couple times, a, you know, well, about once a year, we're, we're getting a new credit card, the other one was stolen, somebody used it for something, and it happens so regularly, we've got accustomed to it, I could not imagine actually having what I'd call real security. I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah. And that, now, when you take your, your, your coins offline, do you... So if you were let's, let's say we took them offline at eight thousand, it goes to sixteen thousand. When we come back online, we'd still have the sixteen thousand in value. 
what we would have is you would have your Bitcoin in there. Mm -hmm. Okay, so your Bitcoin is valued at whatever the price is at the moment that you look. Um, So uh, if we're looking today, this morning it was up to like 11,500. If we look now, it could be 11,000. So we don't look at the value as in dollar or or fiat currency value, Mm -hmm. but you would have in your wallet, you would have Bitcoin. So if you put in 1.3 bitcoins the next time you looked you would still have 1.3 bitcoins unless you sold some moved some spent some or unless somebody had put some more into your account but basically whatever it is it's just uh, it stays the same mm-hmm. so it doesn't go up and down with the value of the dollar for instance like Does that. that make sense? It makes yeah. perfect sense. That absolutely makes perfect sense. You know, and I think at the end of the day, when you look at it from a security standpoint, it's way secure. You're not having to worry about like you know who's who's breaking into my account to steal it. You, yes. You know, you're not confined to one country with one currency. Um, Correct. I've got a friend who wears a Rolex when he go when he travels, and I'm like, dude, why do you wear a so- super expensive watch when you travel? And he's yeah. like, no matter what happens, he goes, if something goes wrong, he goes, my Rolex is probably worth at least a plane ticket out of whatever country I'm in. That's true. And that <laughs> and that's scary to think about that, that literally, yeah. that he's thinking of it as, this is my plane ticket out. Yeah. Where now he could be a whole lot safer and know that he's never going to lose it and he can use Bitcoin. Um, and, and sort of on the negative side, you've seen how ransomware works and, and inevitably they'll ask for Bitcoin because you can't trace the people. Um, so Bitcoin has a very positive side, a very useful side. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, there are some people, just like they would use dollars for anything that is bad, they will use it for good as well. Um, they're doing the same with Bitcoin. That's a huge deal. I think at the end of the day, when you look at it from that standpoint... It is the biggest thing out there. It yep. absolutely is the biggest thing out there. And I see so many people who are who are basically kind of like, well, you know, it's probably... I think there's the all these um, perceptions that aren't real. That, I mean, just literally are not real. And they're thinking, oh, you know, if I have this, it's going to be dangerous. I can't, you know, I can't buy, you know, can't buy, you know, bread with virtual currency. Reality is Visa, MasterCard, America, all of it's virtual. Yes. I don't think Visa ever had, you know, a giant vault full of gold. I mean, they may have, but I just can't see that happening. So so with that said, okay, we've covered A, you know, security. We've covered the crazy stuff about Salon, which I'm thinking, I wonder how I can get a piece of that action. We've (laughs) talked about, you know, taking our Bitcoins offline. We've also talked about the fact you come to America and go on vacation – your bitcoins go up in value. Yes. So, anything else you want to cover before we wrap this up? Because I mean, that is this is a lot of information. I'm excited. It is. It's, it is wonderful. I think that we should, at some time in the future, talk about break down some of the issues in a little bit more detail, like um, like the mining. Yes. You know? Yeah, I'm actually let's, interested. We could, in let's that. have a look at that. Yeah. yeah, I am very interested in that because, and guys, for, for those of you who are just tuning in, this is a weekly podcast. We actually do it live together every Wednesday. We get it cleaned up and it gets, goes out live to iTunes and Stitcher, 
iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, goes on our website every single Thursday. So guys, if you're sitting here going, where can I get more information from that? Don't worry about it. We're going to have a link here at the end of the podcast. And guys, also, we're Vanway put together a super cool, what I think is probably one of the coolest um, information pamphlets I've ever seen. She's put together a Bitcoin comic book. So to get this, guys, go to bitcoinpodcast.org. It's bitcoinpodcast.org. .org. As soon as you get there, we're going to have a pop-up. You can actually, and not some evil pop-up like you're used to seeing. This is going to be a cool pop-up. Download the comment book, guys. If you want to get up to speed on it, download the comment book. Get going with it. And I am super duper excited. And uh, Mervan, anything you want to add before we wrap this up? No, I'm, I'm just excited about the whole concept of Bitcoin. So <laughs> I could talk forever and ever. Well, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm very excited. Well, I'm, well, believe me, I've got tons of questions we had not gotten to. And now I'm like, you know, now I want to know, like, how can I mine it? Is it possible? You know, now I want to know, like, how can I, you know, get in the mining action? So with that said, guys, head over to bitcoinpodcast.org opt-in will we're not going to spam you with like you know i don't know what you're used to getting and people who are using the fake email addresses we send quality content we tell you what's happening and uh we want to be your number one authority this is charles on behalf of Mervanway. have a great one and we'll talk to you later ciao for now